Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. Now, the window world of Northeast Florida fifth quarter on 1010XL. Presented by Eastern Roofing Company and Dr. George Bari and Bari Orthopedics. Live from Perfect Rack Billiards in Murray Hill. Here are your hosts, Ryan the Hacker Green and Leon Searcy. He dropped a throw. Looking, looking, fires middle of the field, and that ball is picked off! It is picked off by Rayshon Jenkins! He's running it back along the right sideline! That is gonna be a touchdown! That is gonna be a touchdown! The Jags are gonna win it! On a Rayshon Jenkins pick six! Are you kidding me? How good is that? <laughs> Frank Frangi on the call, Jaguars Radio, and with that, a very good <laughs> Sunday evening to you, Jacksonville. It is the window world of Northeast Florida fifth quarter. We're brought to you by Eastern Roofing Company and Dr. George Barry and Barry Orthopedics live. Perfect rack billiards in Murray Hill on Edgewood as the Jacksonville Jaguars today come from 17 points down to defeat the Dallas Cowboys 40-34 to in overtime. And a game-winning play that probably goes down as one of the top 10 regular season plays in Jaguar history. We got the Pro Bowler, Leon Searcy. We have the head coach, Dave Campo. Leon Searcy, to you first. What a victory for the Jaguars well, earlier well, today. I, listen, it's not too many plays or too many games where, where the big fella goes vertical and with the fist <laughs> pump. But that's what happened to me today in the house. The big fella went vertical with the fist pump, bro. When Rayshon Jenkins gets that interception and takes it to the house for a touchdown, and you said that off the air earlier before, I can't remember a time. Kind of go down, I, I don't know, we can go down the corridors of Jacksonville Jaguar games in history, one of the better plays. But that's got to be one of the better plays in Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm just talking regular season. I'm I'm a prisoner of the moment. Regular season now. You know, what comes to mind, Rasheen Mathis had a pick six in overtime to beat Pittsburgh. Let's welcome in Dave Campo. I believe you were the DB coach then, right? I absolutely was. How good is that? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And, And look, there are so many layers to this game. My God. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was unreal, then he fumbles it, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, as good as he played, all anybody's going to talk about is the fumble, including myself, which we'll get to social media here in a little bit. Thank you, J.P. Shadrick, for that. But to come back in that fashion and do what they did, absolutely incredible. Well, this, this is a different team, uh, and, and I think you said it earlier off the show, we have a quarterback now that can do that that can come back, and that's what a franchise quarterback is, and that's what they get paid for. And if you leave time on the clock or anything where that quarterback has a chance to make a play, the good ones are going to make them in this league. Mm-hmm. And he's showing that he can be that kind of a guy for well, sure. Well, Coach, not only that, I mean the determination, the grit on this team. If there aren't the defensive stops to give the offense more plays to go down and catch up, I mean, this, this game could have got blown out by the third quarter. So our defense showed up, and, and, and you can see the conversations on the sidelines when the offense goes out, the defense says, okay, we're going to get you a stop. 
and then get them a stop, give us the ball, and then the defense, then offense say, okay, we're going to go score. Those are the kind of interactions that you want on your team to let you know that Doug Peterson has got these guys plus, believing. Plus, plus, I saw uh, watching them at the press uh, at the uh, in the press box at the game uh-huh. when they're on when the offense is on uh, on the field, the defensive guys are looking up at that board mm-hmm. because because they know this quarterback, they believe this quarterback can get it done. Trevor Lawrence today, 27 of 42, 318 yards, four touchdowns, the one interception. He also ran the ball, what? Uh, he did have some rushing yardage. Um, five for 20. Yeah, five or th- three for 21. Three for three 21. Three for 21 for yeah, Trevor Lawrence. So the guy accounted for 340 yards <coughs> of offense. And, and this is the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, Leon, they're down 27 to 10. Dallas is basically doing whatever they want on offense. And to me, the game changed on the Zay Jones 59-yard touchdown. In the past, that doesn't happen. 27-10. And that's, you know, I went on social media earlier today, and I'm getting just annihilated on Twitter right now because I said the game's over. They don't come back from games like this. They did today. And, 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 you know, they haven't in the last 15 years. But you know why they came back today? It's Trevor Lawrence. They've never had Trevor Lawrence before yeah. in situations like this. It's all about Trevor, and it really well, started with the 59-yard touchdown to Zay well, Jones. Well, I mean, listen, I understand that uh, uh, you're being a little premature because those were the days of old. The days of old, the Jaguars in the last two or three years, if they were down 27-10 to 10 to a prominent team like the Cowboys, they were no coming Two back. or three years? Uh, I'll go back 15 years. Well, well, I'm trying to stay a little bit more recent. <laughs> Because in 2017 we were pretty, we were pretty decent. I don't. You know, Blake Bortles doesn't come back from 2710. Well, well, with that defense, we got a shot. Nah, well, I don't think that defense would have allowed 27. Yeah, you're but I hear your right. point. You're absolutely right. But no, Trevor Lawrence absolutely gives us an opportunity. The way he's been playing down the stretch the last five, six games. I mean, the touchdowns, the completions, the the conversions on third down, the passes, the accuracy, the wide receivers running the routes. You know the. Uh, the Offensive line providing protection. Everybody was talking about how bald in this Cowboys uh, front four was with, with Michael Parson and Lawrence and how they get after. And they've, they've had five and six and seven uh, sack games. And they may, they may have had two in this whole game. Maybe one. I'm not even sure. One. One sack. Now, they, they provided some pressures because they get paid two. But for the most part, this offensive line put it together, gave, gave Trevor Lawrence the lanes, the passing lanes to make those accurate throws. And I'll tell you what, Coach, we always hear the same names, right? Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. I mean, I I get it. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm watching Justin Herbert. He's ridiculously bad today. The Chargers are 7-7 with Tennessee. We need the Chargers to win. Herbert's thrown two picks, awful picks. I would take Trevor Lawrence over Justin Herbert right now. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of that. You want to talk about what's going on on the field, not the court of public opinion? Trevor Lawrence right now is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. Well, I think everybody's starting to realize that, Hack, to be honest with you. I think in the last five or six ball games, he is within the top five in the in the league. Now, uh, do you, do you uh, nominate him as in the top five? Overall year, maybe not, but in the last five or six mm-hmm. games, he is definitely amongst the top five in the NFL. There's no doubt in my mind. And, and, and Leon, I, I harp on this every week, man, but, again, these numbers are insane. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. Oh, mm-hmm. why do we sign those guys? Overspent for all of them. Today, those guys, 6, 12. 
20 catches for 261 yards and three touchdowns for Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram. 20 for 261 and three touchdowns, and outst- Zay Jones had all the they, scores. They were outstanding. And, and I mean, not only were they outstanding, they were critical catches and pivotal moments where we had to get first downs. I mean, third and longs, uh, second and longs, uh, those kind of things. That, that's what you look at. You convert it on third down where, where your back is up against the wall. The the, the 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 catch, what was the catch that Christian Kirk caught on, oh. on the nose of the football that pulled it in? I mean, come on. Those, I mean, those are sensational catches. That, when there's Zay Jones on the double move to get the touchdown, all that. I mean, and, and listen, Evan Ingram, to have the whereabouts. Oh, to where, get out of bounds, a couple of yeah. seconds on the clock, to have the whereabouts to fight his way to get out, get, get out of bounds to save time and try to save uh, a, a timeout. Man, that's just good football. That's just knowing the game of football. And, Coach, you're the defensive guy here. I'll be the first to admit I've been hard on Rayshon Jenkins. I don't think he's played very well for a majority of this year. The guy had one of the best defensive games in Jaguar history today. 18 tackles, two interceptions, including the pick six to win it in overtime. What a performance by Rayshon Jenkins. Yeah, and the one thing I like about Rayshon Jenkins, and, and he hasn't played great, but the one thing about him is he, he's going full speed all the time. I mean, you know, you watch him mm-hmm. when he comes out of the secondary to make some tackles and stuff when he gets a sack or a, a tackle for loss. You know, the, mm-hmm. he, he plays hard. He brings the wood. Yeah, and, and so, you know, I'm happy for him. Uh, you know, Leon says it all the time. You got to have some veterans in the locker room. You can't play with all rookies. Mm-hmm. And the one thing about it is, he's a veteran, been around, and hey, you know when he makes a play like that, he will lead these guys going forward as well. Mm-hmm. What does it say? Let me ask both you guys. Leon, we'll start with you. Trevor Lawrence, thirty-one games into his pro <laughs> career, in the last what three, four weeks? We call it last month. He's gone seventy-five yards for the game-winning touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens. And today, after fumbling the ball against the Dallas Cowboys, that was Micah Parsons, that was Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, that was the Dallas Cowboys to drive the Jaguars down in the field goal range, tip of the cap to Riley Patterson for nailing that kick. Two of the better defenses in the league in a month, Trevor Lawrence, game-tying or game-winning drives. Well, I mean, it says a lot about him because, I mean, he's the type of player that during, during uh, crunch time, he wants the ball. And, and that's, that's the real – that is – you're seeing his greatness surface and reemerge right before our eyes because he takes command of the huddle. He's getting the guys pumped up. He's telling the O-line to give me the protection. He's telling the guys to get to their routes. He's telling the running backs to give him protections on, on, on blitz and linebackers. And he's going to make the throws. And we haven't been disappointed. We have not been disappointed yet when you give him the opportunity. What the time what, – you know, what, what time ticking away, you give him the ball. He's making the throws. He's making the accurate throws. Either put us in position to win ball games or tie ball games like we did today, and and that's all you can ask for your quarterback. Coach, let me tell you something else that doesn't happen in the last 15 years, along with Trevor. I want to get your thoughts on him. The Jaguars turned the ball over three times. You had the ETN fumble. You had the Trevor fumble, the Trevor interception, and overcome three offensive turnovers and still win the game. That's something we haven't seen around here in a long time. Yeah, and, and this team is different, like we've been talking about. You know, you look at this football team. Uh, 
I listened to Doug Peterson after the ball game on his press conference, and he made the comment. He said Trevor came up to him uh, after the fumble, mm -hmm. and he said, Coach, tell our defensive guys, please get the ball back. I'll get us back. I'll, I don't care how much time is left. I'll get us back. And that's the kind of confidence you need, and that's who he is. Hey, you know what, Denmark, since we started a little bit late, let's go ahead and do the offensive player of the game. By the way, Jacksonville, phone lines are open to you. 641-1010 here on the fifth quarter. If you want to get involved, you are more than welcome to do so on a victory Sunday night here in Northeast Florida. The Jaguars, a 40-34 winner in overtime. But every week here on the fifth quarter, we give you an offensive player of the game. That offensive player of the game is brought to you by Universal Roof. Let's do it right now. The Universal Roof Offensive Player of the Game. Universal Roof and Contracting presents the Offensive Player of the Game. Universal Roof and Contracting. The difference is universal. It could be Trevor Lawrence every week. We like to spread the wealth. You catch three touchdown passes, you're going to be the offensive player of the game. Again, Coach, Zay Jones, what a performance. Yeah, great performance. And I think Zay, uh, after the bad game he had against Detroit, he's come two weeks in a row and really uh, come to the front. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a guy that that is catches a ball. He doesn't you – know, that was such an aberration, aberration uh, the drops that he had against Detroit. Yep. He catches the ball. He's consistent. He's got speed. He can run routes, and uh, he's getting himself open. Mm -hmm. And not only Zay Jones, we mentioned Evan Ingram, we mentioned Christian Kirk. And what does it say, Leon, for Walker Little? Jawan Taylor leaves the game with a hamstring. Walker Little comes in and plays right tackle. Jawan Taylor then comes back in. Cam Robinson then exits, and Walker Little has to play left tackle. Walker Little played both tackle positions, that classic swing tackle, and did a pretty solid job in relief. Oh, he did okay. I mean, uh, he's the reason why Cam, Cam Robinson got hurt. Uh, he got to beat on the inside move against Michael Parsons and pushed him into the back of Cam Robinson's leg that got hyperextended. So he damn well would better should have played well coming into the game if you get our left tackle hurt. But, no, all, all jokes aside, yeah, he did. Being able to be that swing tackle and at a moment's notice being able to play right tackle or left tackle, uh, he did an adequate job. It was a couple of times where he got beat on some plays, but uh, that's going to happen. But he kept Trevor clean, especially on the backside. That's why I was concerned when they moved him to left tackle when Jawan Taylor came back. Coach, calming influence of Doug Peterson. Down 27-10. It could have gone very south very quick. It did not. Experience that Doug Peterson has, not panicking, whatever verbiage you want to use. He seems to have that calming influence on the team. Plus, uh, I've, I've heard his message many, many times, and, and it's a message of play with urgency. And playing with urgency means – Keep your poise. We're never out of anything. We're, we're, we're in position. We've got people that can make plays. Just do your job. Play with urgency, and let's let the chips fall where they may. And I think that's really a calming influence on this football team. And I believe our guys are, are, are believing in it and, and executing it. We're going to keep you updated on the Titans and the Chargers. Now, it's a weird situation, right? We hope Tennessee loses. If Tennessee wins, it's not catastrophic it would put another loss on the chargers the jaguars have a tiebreaker on them it's all jumbled at this point the jets lost today the jets are seven and seven the loser of the titans chargers will fall to seven and seven i will also tell you the patriots right now have just 
uh, they're down one to the Raiders in the fourth quarter. If the Patriots lose, they'll fall to seven and seven. The Jaguars are six and eight. They're going to be right in the thick of it regardless of what happens. But if Tennessee loses, the Jaguars control their destiny for an AFC South championship with three weeks to go. It is a tie game, 7-7. Herbert's been awful, by the way. Two unbelievably bad interceptions that have kept Tennessee in the game. But we're going to keep you updated late in the third quarter, 7-7, Titans and Chargers. Let's get a couple in before we hit our first break. 6-4-1-10-10 with Dave Campo and Leon Searcy, the hacker Ryan Green with you. Let's head down to St. Augustine. Jason up here on the fifth quarter on 10-10XL. Jason, go ahead. Hack, what's going on, brother? Coach, Jason, how are you, man? Leon. What's doing good? awesome. Man, uh, these Jaguars, bro. Uh, here's, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I've, I've left the game early twice. I'll give you guys two guesses on what games they are. I would assume Baltimore and Dallas. You assume right, Hack. All right, so I love these guys. Fan forever. <laughs> they just they're just so up and down but but in a good way in, in the best way so this year is such a different feel you know they, they they're, you're in games uh to the very end um i think it's just my old uh habits that, that want to get me uh, hey let's beat the traffic hey let's get this but pleasantly surprised in my truck on the way back home uh, you know, hitting the horn, yelling at fans in the stadium. I'm getting down there 11 o'clock today, guys, and it's I'm talking Dallas everywhere you look. I don't see a Jaguar fan for probably half an hour. It's ridiculous. They overtook our stadium today. People are going to tell you it's 50-50. That's a lie. Straight up. Leon, you know, it's a lie. 40-60 Jaguar fans there. But listen, Jags pulled it out. Uh, did it. Oh, Trevor is just amazing. And this team, I, I just don't even know what to think about this team, man. Like, um, they're in games, they're out of games, they're always it's keeping it close. It's, it's just crazy. So, um, way to go, Jags. Duval always. We'll always keep it, keep it real with Duval, keeping it right here. And um, just let's go, man. Two more games. Jason, yeah, Jason, thank you for the call, man. I think that's what it is, and I'm, I'm as guilty of it as anybody. I think we all need to be reprogrammed. Trevor Lawrence changes everything that we've known about Jaguar football for a long time. Yeah, I mean, listen, the days of old of, of the listening, just, you know, you go to a concert, you, there's an opening act, and then, then, and then there's, there's a star. And Jaguar fans and myself, I'm guilty of it. Jaguars of the, of the past – get down in a situation where you say to yourself, okay, I can make it home by the fourth quarter and figure out how the game went out. But those days are over. Trevor is now the lead singer. He is Mick Jagger, okay? He's a Rolling Stones. You're going gonna to have to sit and wait. You're going to have to wait till it's over because he's got something. He's got some magic in his hat before it's all said and done. You mean, you mean he's Frankie Valley? Yeah, well, he's Frankie ja- <laughs> Mick Jagger, Frankie Valley, whoever it is. Huh? You got you to gotta stay to the end of the show. Yeah, Exactly. Let's get one more in on this side. Again, if you're on the phone lines, we're going to be with you till a little after 8 o'clock tonight. There's a lot of celebrating to do in Northeast Florida. Let's go to Buffalo. If anybody deserves to be on right now in the first segment, it's our guy, Junior, who's been with us for like the last eight years on the fifth quarter. Junior, how are we doing? Dude, 
Yeah, you do. I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. What a game. What a game. What a roller coaster of emotions I went through watching this thing. Ah, oh, it's just amazing. Amazing. It's so much to look at, so much to talk about that this team was down again. And I was like, oh, here goes the Detroit game all over again. But they hung in there. They fought back. And, and, it made this, and they made this game uh, a winning game. I, it was just amazing. Amazing how this team still has the fight in them. Um, Doug Peterson, keep it. Like I say, he keeps this team there and level-headed and, and not, go, not panic. And you could, you could sense that. You could sense a team feeling that not panicking right at that point. And, and they kept their heads in there, and they, and they fought back, and they got this win. What an amazing win. Um, it, it just, this is what we needed. Uh, being a long-time long Jaguar fan, get that feeling again. That li- I was a little nervous. I didn't want to be overzealous towards the end. I thought it was going to be over, but I'm glad I hung in there and kept watching to the end. This is a great feeling. I want to keep this feeling the rest of the year. Thank you, guys. Uh, if I won't talk to you next week, I'll talk to the Thursday. Have a Merry Christmas, guys. Hey, Junior, appreciate that. By the way, by the way, programming note, if you will, because of the Thursday night game, we're not going 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. on Thursday night, but how about this? Leon Searcy, Dave Campo, yours truly, we're in Friday morning because Hicken and Prosser are out, so a special edition of the fifth quarter, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Friday during uh, morning drive. Who's bringing breakfast? Uh, are you looking at me? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, we're looking at you. I'm assuming you guys aren't, right? All right, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do about that. You got a lot of you got a lot of uh, clout in the in the uh, organization here. Get them to pony up a couple of a couple of meals. That's right. That's right. All right, we're gonna step aside. If you're on the line, we'll get to you. The Jaguars, a 40-34 overtime win over the Dallas Cowboys. I will tell you. The Tennessee Titans just missed a field goal. Chargers, Titans, 7-7. Titans just missed a field goal. Chargers ball early in the fourth quarter. We'll keep you updated. Live from Perfect Rack Billiards in Murray Hill on Edgewood, the fifth quarter rolls on here on 1010XL at 92.5 FM. Bringing you an extra quarter of football. The Window World of Northeast Florida, fifth quarter. Live from Perfect Rack Billiards in Murray Hill. Presented by Eastern Roofing Company and Dr. George Bari and Bari Orthopedics on 1010XL. The kick is up and the kick is good! Raleigh Patterson has tied the game at 34 on the last play of regulation Frank Frangie on the call Jaguars radio live from Perfect Rack Billiards in Murray Hill on Edgewood it is the window world of Northeast Florida fifth quarter we're brought to you by Eastern Roofing Company and Dr. George Bari and Bari Orthopedics let's not underestimate how big that was a 48 yarder is not a give me in the NFL particularly here in Jacksonville and Riley Patterson nailing that to send it to overtime where the Jaguars would ultimately win every week on the fifth quarter. We do give you a special teams player of the game. It is brought to you by the McKeever Clinic. Denmark, let's do it now. The McKeever Clinic, special teams player of the game. Now, the special teams player of the game. Brought to you by the urological specialists of McKeever Clinic. 
Riley Patterson, Leon Searcy, he is the special teams player yeah. of the game. What a big kick for a young kicker. Oh, yeah. Not only did he kick it once, he kicked it twice. Yeah. He was try They tried to ice him on the first one. He said, I got something for you. Take that, take that, and I make the next one. And now, it was right a, down the middle, Right too. down the middle. Yeah, that, that, listen, that's not the easy kick. Five seconds to go in the game, you know, your team is depending on you. Mad rush up front, and that, put it right down the middle. Nothing could be better. Coach, uh, you know, you don't really uh, talk about the kicker until there's a situation like that. Clearly, Riley Patterson, that's the biggest kick of his young career, sending that game into overtime. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, you've heard me say before that Steve Hoffman, who I think is the best kicking coach in the business in the NFL, with us with the Cowboys now with Atlanta, you know, he said anything over 40 yards is a crapshoot. Mm. Now, the good kickers make them. Mm. And, you know, this is a young kicker. Uh, and to do it like you said, and then being iced at the same time—that's yep. a—that's a big kick, and and thankful kick for us Jaguar fans. I will tell you this: the Chargers have scored. It's 14-7. Chargers over the Titans. About nine and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. We will keep you updated. Back to the phone lines we go at 641-1010 with Leon Searcy and Dave Campo, the hacker Ryan Green with you. Let's go to the north side. Let's get Zach in here on 1010XL. Zach, go ahead. Hey, what's up, guys? Zach, how hey. are you, man? What up? Hey, Duval all the way, man. I enjoy listening to you guys. I want to say this first of all. I haven't been with you eight years like Junior, but I've been with you six years. So give me some love. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And we appreciate it, Zach. Hey, I, I, I want to get at my haters, man, all the guys who have been hating on uh, Trevor Lawrence early in the year. I think we got to go ahead and give him that title generation of talent okay that's the first thing i want to say and also we got to give doug peterson some love and we got to give those kickers and those punters some love because this is a team and they're coming together i love them and i think we got something to look forward to in the in the future whether we make the playoff or not this team has got the right personality and the right character to grow and go so thank you guys for the time and i'll continue to listen to you Zach, appreciate the phone call. Leon, something we haven't talked about yet, Travis Etienne in the running game. He fumbled again, which that's something we probably need to talk about, but he also had over 100 yards. The running game was struggling coming into today. Seems the offensive line did a pretty good job, though. Yeah, he, he did a pretty good job, and uh, uh, Travis, Travis Etienne, that needs to be addressed because that, 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 that killed momentum. Because you got to remember where you just come off of. Cowboys got the ball first. The defense stops them, all right? They punt the ball. We get the ball. We got a nice little drive going, and he fumbles the ball. You know, so that killed momentum. Then when the Cowboys get the ball back, they score, and the next thing you know, we're down 14 to nothing. So, you see, that momentum, that's, that's how you build momentum for the Cowboys. We were able to recover from it. But uh, for the most part, the offensive line did it. I like the play calling. A lot of those misdirections, a lot of those jet sweeps and stuff like that that Doug Peterson was calling, kept the Cowboys off balance, you know, especially when you got a defense – that's always coming up field and rushing and was good to run those little misdirections on them to keep them at bay. So that was a great, that was a great, not only a great running by the ATN, blocking by the offensive line, but great play calling by Doug Peterson as well. Coach, do you worry that it might get mental with Travis Etienne, the fumbling problems? Well, I think that could be an issue. I mean, you know, once you get it in your head, uh, you know, that, they, that you're, you know, you're having those problems, you've seen them cover up the ball more than, than normal he almost does it every time yeah now. because it's there i mean and i think they're probably pushing it on them you know to make sure you take care of the ball 
that one was kind of an unusual one because it was I think he got hit right when he almost when he got the ball handed off. It was a butt fumble. Let's call yeah. it what it was. He ran into Brandon Sheriff's yeah. butt cheeks yeah. and he fumbled yeah. the ball. And and to be honest with you, the one thing about the Cowboys, I knew we were going to be able to run the ball on them today because they rushed the passer and played the run mm-hmm. off of that. Yep. So this crease is in there. Yep. And then when you trap and you do some things with misdirection, stuff like that, that gets them in trouble. And, and uh, we did run the ball really pretty well today overall. Mm-hmm. I think we averaged 7.1 a rush. Yeah, ETN, I think we had like he 17 was, carries. He, he was over five. And then uh, what you said about the jet sweeps yep. to, to uh, Agnew, yep. he, was, he was like three for 50. So we averaged, I know, seven yards at least a carry. Back to the phone lines to the south side. Let's get Leo in here on 1010XL. Leo, what do you got? Hey, gentlemen, uh, Coach and uh, Leon and Hacker, thanks for taking my call. Happy holidays. Listen, man, I, uh, I listen to the radio station all the time, and I really enjoy it. Uh, I heard uh, some discussion last week. Hey, put my name next to Trevor Lawrence every time, and I'm not just saying that. I heard the discussion after the Titans win, would you take Trevor over Burrow or Josh Allen and Mahomes? And let me tell you why I like Trevor over those guys. One, he moves better. He moves better in the pocket now. He's learning. And he runs better than those guys. I want him to learn how to slide. I want him to get that down. But let me tell you something else. I think if my calculations are correct, I think he's got, what, he had four today? I think that puts him at 24 in the season, and I think he's got 3,500 yards, dude. That puts him in the top ten, I think top seven. Give me Trevor all day, and he's just going to keep getting better. Let me tell you why else I like him. He don't have Stephon Diggs or Justin Jefferson, but let me tell you, he's making them guys we have just as good. That's when you know you got a good quarterback and a good coach because the coach is also designing these good plays to get those guys open. Just a few weeks ago we were saying, you don't have playmakers. you got no names. Man, these guys making a name for themselves all of a sudden. Agnew. And, 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 and imagine if these guys weren't dropping the passes. Did you see him drop passes in the end zone and drop passes here and there? If they caught everything, he'd have great numbers, and so would they. But this is a good football team. I'm excited about the win. I'm excited about this game on Thursday, too. But we'll get into that later. Y'all have a good night. Leo, thank you for the phone call. That's a good point, Leon. You look at Trevor's numbers, as great as they were. Evan Ingram, it would have been a tough catch in the back of the end zone, Mm -hmm. but the ball got there in the air. He didn't catch it. Marvin Jones never drops a ball, but he did today. And that might have been – you talk about all the great passes Trevor Lawrence made. The one that Marvin Jones dropped was a ridiculous throw, how he got it in there, hit him right between the one and the one, and, and it went right to the ground. You also, Christian Kirk dropped one in and the first Kirk half. Did. He should have right. caught. Yeah. So, you know, they make mistakes, obviously. But go ahead, Leon. I'm sorry. I just wanted to no, no, no. throw that in there. To that no, point, right. they overcame turnovers and yeah. drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, li- listen. Um, that's a part of the game. You know, they're going to they're gonna drop some. They're going to defend some. I mean, they get paid as well. But I, I like to concentrate more on the ones that he threw that were caught. There were some outstanding throws that he threw the day that they were caught. Yes. I, we talked about it earlier. We talked about the, the, the nose of the football, the Christian Kirk catches, the, the, the uh, Zay Jones catch, uh, Ingram's catch, they get out, all that kind of stuff. So Trevor, Trevor's got a nice little momentum going right now. I mean – what is he at right now? He's at 14 touchdowns and what? One interception over the last six games? Oh yeah, since the by or since London. Since yeah, since London. London. Yeah. So he's got 14 touchdowns and one interception since the London London trip. And, and you know, you were interested, or at least I was, coach. What happens in the past when Trevor throws a pick? We've talked about body language, right? He gets down mm-hmm. on himself. 
you didn't see that at all today. And the fumble in the fourth quarter, that would have wrecked some people mentally. Trevor said, no, get me back out there. I want another shot. Absolutely. That, that's, I, 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 heck, you've heard me say it a number of times now. Uh, you're, seeing a, 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 you're seeing a generational quarterback uh, evolving right in front of your eyes. This last five, you know, since London, this kid is in the top five in the, in the league. No question. You know, and, and again, not that it matters what the national media thinks. We shouldn't care. But it is kind of cool because we never get talked about. Rich Eisen on Twitter, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the team no one wants to play right now. That's kind of cool, right? I mean, that's just it, – it's recognition. And by no, the way, tomorrow morning you know on all the shows – You know what's smelling like? What's that? Smelling like 96. It is smelling like 96. I agree with you. And you obviously were a big part of that. And tomorrow morning on all those shows, ESPN, NFL Network, this was the game of the day. By far and away, the game of the day. Now, they'll be talking about Indianapolis blowing a 33-point lead yesterday, which was yeah. ridiculous. But as far as Sunday goes, clearly the game of the day. Let's get one more in in the 6 o'clock hour. Again, we're here for another hour plus. If you're on the line, we'll get to you. Let's go to the state of Alabama. Let's get Jonathan in here on 1010XL. Jonathan, go ahead. Duval. Yes, sir. Indeed. Tell you what, the offense was playing great today. Uh, defense stepped up when they had to. And Rayshon Jenkins with that big pick six saved the game for us. Jonathan, there's no question about that. And thank you for the phone call. And Rayshon Jenkins, actually, you know what, Denmark? We're on the topic right now. Let's go ahead and do it. Every week here on the fifth quarter, we give you a defensive player of the game. Some weeks it's been harder than others. It was not hard to find this week's defensive player of the game. It's brought to you by Superior Fence and Rail. Here is the Superior Fence and Rail defensive player of the game. Jacksonville's building a fence along the goal line. This is the Superior Fence and Rail defensive player of the game. Superior Fence and Rail, where quality matters. Leon, seriously, your guy, Rayshon Jenkins from the U. Hurricane, baby. 18 tackles, two interceptions, and the pick six to win it. One of the best single defensive performances probably in Jaguar history, to be honest. Oh, he had an outstanding game. Well, uh, not only his interceptions, but we talked about for the most part, Dak Prescott was harassed mass majority of the games. When he threw those picks, he was under some immense pressure. So you got to give the pass rusher load. They go hand in hand. The interceptions, your ability to defend, get after the pass. And I think that, that those all kind of fall in line. That's the reason why he was able to get those two interceptions. Coach, what did you see from the secondary as a whole today? It did not start out well. C.D. Lamb was doing a lot of what he wanted. You know what it almost reminded me of to an extent? Devontae Adams and the Raiders. Early on, Devontae Adams did whatever he wanted. C.D. Lamb did whatever he wanted. And it was a different story in the second half. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the problems they have, we've talked about it ad nauseum, is the fact that they don't have really good cover guys. And when you have to move uh, Williams outside and you have to go with Herndon inside, a lot of the plays were Herndon uh, against uh, C.D. Lamb, mm-hmm. and he can't handle C.D. Lamb, you know. And in order to stop the run, which is what the Cowboys put the pressure on you, you have to play some man coverage. you got to get some one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And, and in the second half, I think they played a little bit more zone, a little bit more quarter coverage, which gives them problems. Mm-hmm. So that's what you have to do with this group. We don't have guys 
that are going to lock up unless we're getting sacks. You know, that's the only way we're going to have that go. It is the window world of Northeast Florida, fifth quarter. We're brought to you by Eastern Roofing Company and Dr. George Bari and Bari Orthopedics. Tennessee has the ball. They are down 14-7, about five minutes to go in the game. They're on their own 45. They need a touchdown to remain in it. This is probably their last offensive drive. I don't know what their timeout situation is, but five minutes to go. They fumbled, but they just recovered the ball. Chargers up seven, five minutes to go. We will certainly keep you updated. Coming up, more of your phone calls on what is one of the best Jaguar regular season wins definitely in the last 15 years. You could argue it's one, you know, maybe a top 10, top 15, just because of who it was against. America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, in overtime, overcoming a 17-point deficit. With Dave Campo and Leon Searcy, the hacker Ryan Green with you. More to do here on the fifth quarter. It's 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Putting an extra 60 minutes on the clock. The window world of Northeast Florida fifth quarter. Live from Perfect Rack Billiards in Murray Hill. Presented by Eastern Roofing Company and Dr. George Bari and Bari Orthopedics on 1010XL. Play fake. Dropping. Rolling right, looking downfield, fires, got a man down there. Zay Jones is down there, makes the catch at the 20, inside the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Jacksonville! Trevor Lawrence to Zay Jones. Frank Frangi on the call, Jaguars radio. That was one of three Zay Jones touchdowns today. One of four Trevor Lawrence touchdowns and a 40-34 to 34 victory over the Dallas Cowboys. They have gone to the two-minute warning in Los Angeles. The Titans have the ball at their own 40. One timeout left, down 14-7. to They're facing a second down and six. We will keep you updated. Isn't this fun? <laughs> For the last four years, right, the Jaguars were 2-10 and ten by now or 3-9, and nine, and none of this mattered. But now everybody's glued to the radio and to the TV to see what another team is doing. It's unfortunate we have to have teams lose, but that's what happens when you lose all those close games. But this is so much better, Coach, than what we've had here over the last five years. Yeah, last year and the year before that, you guys were probably talking about uh, some running back at uh, Tulsa. Oh, University. it was draft talk. Yeah, yeah Mock draft season, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, right, Gibby. Yeah. Absolutely. It was draft yeah. season. Yeah. Leon, it's fun, man. I mean, they're 6-8. Yeah. and eight. It is what it is. It but, is. boy, they're right in the thick of it here at Christmas. Well, I mean, it's good for any – listen, any young team that hasn't experienced the playoffs, it's nothing like playing in January or making December, December games relevant. I mean, listen, listen, I've been in this city in 96 when we made that run, and, I, and this right here is normal. What you see at Perfect Rack right now with the crowd and the Duval and excitement and stuff like that, this was a normal day in Jacksonville when I played there. And if you're a young guy and you play for the Jaguars and never experienced the playoffs or the possibilities of getting the playoffs – this is what makes the games fun. This is what makes your job not work. This was you. You want to get through. You want to get there. You want to watch the extra film. You want to be in the weight room, including us. Exactly. The coaches staff the same way. They no, I'm talking about us. Oh, oh yeah. Our yeah, job yeah. is so Our job much, is much easier. Oh. Our job is much easier. Absolutely. The hundreds of losses oh, I've talked about over the years. Goodness. This is so much better. Denmark, let's go ahead and do the drive of the game every week here on the fifth quarter. We give you a drive of the game. It is brought to you by Tire Outlet. And let's do it right now. The Tire Outlet drive of the game. 
Now, the tire outlet drive of the game. Tire outlet, wholesale prices, premium service. Trailing 34-31 with just over a minute to go. The Jaguars went 41 yards in seven plays that resulted in Riley Patterson's 48-yarder to send the game into overtime. That is the drive of the game. And I cannot begin to tell you how impressed I am by Trevor Lawrence and the entire offense after that fumble to come back out and have their composure and do what they did. Coach, unbelievably impressive. Don't leave time on the clock for the really good quarterbacks, and he's turned into one of the really good quarterbacks. There's no question. That was a great drive, and then we've already talked about Ingram, you know, how important it was for him to get out of bounds and save the timeout. Leon, the the emotions, right? The fumble, and then your defense stops him. You get back on the field. I mean, what's that like for an offense? Well, I mean, well, listen, when he fumbled that ball, it looked like that ball was like in slow motion when it got out of his arm, and I was saying no. But the moxie for Trevor Lawrence to absolutely be disappointed that he fumbled the ball, but to go on the sidelines and say to Doug Peterson, hey, coach, tell the defense to get the ball back because if they give me the ball back, I'm going to tie this joker up. Yeah, Tennessee still hanging around midfield. One timeout left. We'll see what happens. Um, They just converted a third down, but they're not going to have a second down and long. All right, Coach Dave Campo, is Doug Peterson and the coordinators, are they watching this at the stadium right now, or have they gone home for the night and not care what the Titans are doing? Well, they're either watching it or listening to it, one or the other. If they're headed home, they're, they're listening to it. If they're still there, they're watching it. This is a big ball game that we're talking about here now. After, especially after this win. It, it's really big. Uh, we, need to, we, need, we need the Titans to lose today. 641-1010 is the phone number. Let's head out to the beaches. Let's get Brett in here on 1010XL. Brett, go ahead. Hey, how y'all doing, man? Brett, we're good, man. What's on your mind? I was at the stadium today. I had a blast. It was one of the best Jaguar games I've ever seen. But what I really, really want to talk about I'm a huge fan of 1010. I listen to all you guys all day, every day. I even catch the outdoor show with Jeff Loggeman and Captain Kevin Favorite on Saturdays. Man, I want to give Jeff Frosser his flowers for the way that he treated them boys from Dallas when they called in and tried to trash the city on Friday. You can talk all about the Jags. I understand. I'm a diehard Jags fan. I've been that way my whole life. I understand how bad they've been. If you want to make fun of them, I've heard it all. But you want to talk about the city, I take that personally. we got a lot of talented people in the city, a lot of great people. And for them boys to get on here and talk about the city, all I know is I guess everything really is bigger than Texas. The L's and your tears are bigger. Go ahead home and cry about it. Go home. Bye. Brett, appreciate the phone call. <laughs> yeah, they earned that one. They earned that yeah, one. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. Coach, you talked to some of your Cowboy brethren. I mean, you are a former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, Tennessee's now inside the five. Oh, geez. Yeah. Vrabel's the kind of guy that'll go for two as well. We'll keep you updated. Um, what was Dallas's reaction? The media guys you talked to leaving the stadium today, the guys you know from Dallas. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, I, I, you know, I, I, it was kind of mixed in my opinion because, you know, the, those guys are used to this. The Cowboys have done this periodically over the last 30 years, you know, they, mm-hmm. they or 20 years. Uh, they uh, – play some stinkers and today that wasn't really a stinker game we took it to them and I think they know that and they see a franchise quarterback mm-hmm. 
Well, and when you play, I mean, Dallas played a good football game. They did. Yeah. I mean, the Jaguars beat a good team that played a pretty good football game. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Cowboys, I mean, everybody wants to say the Cowboys lost the game. No, the Jaguars took the game from the Cowboys. The Cowboys had all kind of momentum. There was mood swings back and forth. And Jacksonville just said we, they had had enough. They had made their adjustments on C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb was probably the only real person that was giving us fits that whole game. We made the adjustments. We got the lockdown on him, and then we played ball. Trevor was outstanding. The receiving core made some big plays, and the defense made stops when we needed. And then they made a nece- another necessary stop that we needed uh, when Trevor formed that ball, and we kicked the tying field goal to go into overtime. So it's not a matter of the Cowboys gave us the game. We took the game from the Cowboys. 6-4-1-10-10 to the state of Arkansas. We go. Let's get Kenny in here on the fifth quarter. Kenny, uh-huh. go ahead. Uh, good evening, uh, Hacker Coach and uh, Leon. I tell you what, last week I called you. I was catching it from the east side of me over in Tennessee. This week I caught it from the west side of me over in Texas, uh, you know, because I'm only four hours from Dallas. I tell you what, I've been flying my Jag flags on my car all week. My personalized Arkansas plate says Jack's Jags, okay? I've been showing my Duval pride all week long, and I tell you what, this one is one for the ages. It feels so good to see these guys never quit. Never quit. When the fumble, never quit. When the, when when uh, Trevor fumbled, never quit. When he threw the interception, they never quit. And that's all we can ask for as fans is that these guys, okay, it happens. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And I am thrilled. But also, I want to say this. We have better watch out for Houston in two weeks. Did you see what they did to Kansas City today? Well, they took them that, to overtime. Yeah. They took they them to overtime. Dallas. Right. Yeah, and, and, and to Dallas last week. And I, I tell you what, I'm making a bold prediction right now. Next week, the Texans play the Titans. They're going to take that one. I seriously believe the Texans are going to roll into, that, into Nashville next week and take that one. And then we're going to be in for a real dogfight in that game. And they have had our number. And so that is the trap game that, that scares me is the Texans. I think they're the ones that could, that could derail the strain that we're on right now. Hey, Kenny, so we, we have better not look past the Jets. Kenny, appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, look, we'll, we'll, we'll have time to talk about the Texans, uh, certainly. I want to talk about the Thursday night angle of this. Leon, as a player, you're coming off an emotional high like today. As Tennessee, Tennessee has just scored. All right, so Tennessee scores. We'll see if Vrabel goes for two. There's about 45 seconds left. It's 14-13. We'll keep you updated. But, Leon, what about the emotional high of today? And then you're on an airplane on Wednesday to play another huge game on Thursday in New York. Well, it's got to be a quick turnover. Uh, the most important thing that you can do right now since you just played the game on Sunday is you got to get your rest. you got to get your rehab. you got to re-energize yourself. Uh, you celebrate this. Uh, Coach says usually says 24 hours. This is 12 hours, all right, because you got 12 hours to celebrate this victory of the Cowboys. You know, ki- you know, kiss your mama and daddy, kiss your children, your babies, and all that kind of stuff. Now you're back to work. Now you're back to chopping up field, breaking down field on the New York Jets because New York Jets have outstanding defense. It's not going to be a it's not going to be a cakewalk for us offensively. So we've got to find some elements in there, some chinks in their armor defensively, to where we can score points. So 
right now, listen, I'm sure Coach uh, Peterson's over there telling them, listen, we're right in the thick of this thing. You know, time to keep your – you got to keep your foot on the pedal. You, you, can't, you can't pump the brakes. You got to keep your foot on the pedal and give yourself these opportunities next three games to see if you can win out and make the playoffs. Coach, I can't imagine what that locker room was like after a win like that. But the fact that you play on Thursday, I mean, it's it's interesting. No question about that. Yeah, the one thing about the Thursday games is you don't have you don't you don't change your game plan too much. And mm-hmm. the one thing about it is, I think offensively we can score on anybody. I really believe that. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see going to the Jets because they do have a good defense. The one thing that I think Doug does a great job of is is uh, you know he told them. One of the things he told them today mm-hmm. was take care of your body yep. because it's a quick turnaround. Don't be careful what you put in your body tonight because it's going to be as important as tomorrow night and the next night. Let's go to Dallas. Well, how about this? Let's go to Dallas. Let's get Miles in here on 1010XL. Miles, go ahead. What's up, boys? It's your boy Dallas Dundizzle, formerly Duval Dundizzle. But look, but look, man. I've been repping my stuff all week, yo. Like, like I've been, I'm a FedEx driver, and I've been wearing the teal all week, yo. This goes out to all of the people in the facility who've been talking all that crap. You best believe it. I'm going to have it on me all week. The teal is going to be on me all week. Hey, also, this goes out to the dude at the Dallas Athletic Club that was talking. Miles, hey, appreciate the phone call, man. We got the gist of it. Your cell phone breaking up there a little bit. Coach Miles was fired up out there in Dallas. Yeah, heck yeah. He's taking a bunch of crap over there. There's no – we got drama in the 4 o'clock games. Chargers have the ball 14-14. They're at their own 40, no timeouts. A field goal wins it. Justin Herbert has been bad today. We'll see if he can get him into field goal range again. The Jaguars hoping for a Titan loss. A Titan win would not be the end of the world, but we would prefer a Titan loss. Leon, what's uh, you know we'll, we'll talk Jaguars here in a moment, but the Chargers driving, no timeouts, 35 seconds to go. Got to get in the field goal range, man. I'm sure as an offense, you love moments like this. Yeah, I mean they're they're about I don't know they're at their they're own. about the four, their own 47, 47 own 48. Yards. They did about what another 20. 25 yards, close before they can kick a field goal. Yeah, yeah. I would say another 15 before 15. you would try one. Before you would try one, yeah. Don't leave time on the clock, right, no matter how much it is with those quarterbacks. Absolutely. 641 is the phone number. We will keep you updated on the Chargers and the Titans in just a little bit. Oh. Justin Herbert has completed a pass down what to I the 20-yard line. What did I just tell you? They got to spike it. Time is running. 18, wow. 17, 16. Perfect rack billiards is going nuts. Wait, man, you just said he sucked. Just no, I didn't off. say he sucked. I said he threw two awful interceptions. But Justin <laughs> Herbert with a huge throw. It would be about a 37-yard field goal. Was that Mike Williams? Yep. You that was him, Mike yeah. Williams. put his hand up and say, come on. Yes, catch yes. It. Oh, man. All right, we're up against it here. We're turning into a Chargers show here, but we're all, all right. rooting <laughs> for the Los Angeles Chargers out here at Perfect Rack Billiards. We'll tell you what happened coming up next with head coach Dave Campo and Leon Searcy, the hacker Ryan Green with you. More to do. The Jaguars defeat America's team in overtime, 40-34. to What a night in Northeast Florida. 
the window world of Northeast Florida fifth quarter. Live from Perfect Rack Billiards in Murray Hill. Presented by Eastern Roofing Company and Dr. George Bari and Bari Orthopedics on 1010XL. Turn and goal from the 10. Trevor drops again. Fires right side of the end zone. That ball is caught for the touchdown. Marvin Jones Jr. Frank Frangie on the call, Jaguars radio. That was the one touchdown that didn't go to Zay Jones. It went to Marvin Jones, one of Trevor Lawrence's four touchdowns. All right. It is December 18th, and the Jacksonville Jaguars officially now control their destiny for an AFC South championship. The Chargers have defeated the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee has fallen to 7-7. Seven and seven. Jacksonville is 6-8. and eight. If the Jaguars win their next three games, they will win the AFC South. Now, are they going to win the next three? Who knows? They obviously have to beat Tennessee in Week 18. But who on this planet, Leon Searcy, when the Jaguars were 3-7, and seven, would have said at that point on December 18th that the Jacksonville Jaguars now officially control their own destiny for an AFC South championship? Well, I mean, the, the Jaguar players, they, they bit, they scratched, they fought themselves into this position. Uh, just kind of like the way they played today. That, the, that, the determination, the grit, the never give up. Um, this team has earned that, that, that opportunity to be in position right now where they control their destiny. Where they win out, they go to the playoffs. And, this, and listen, any young athlete uh, that plays this game wants to be in these kind of positions where – all the games now are meaningful. I mean, every game is meaningful. Every game pushes you closer to making the playoffs, and every loss pulls you away from it. So this team has earned that opportunity to put themselves in this position to where three in a row gets you in the playoffs. Coach, what does it say for a team of this that's this young with this many new guys, with a brand-new coaching staff after all the nonsense of last year? Like I just asked Leon, at three and seven, and we're only talking a month ago, they're three and seven. They're they're out of it. They lose to Denver, who's awful. They inexplicably lose to Houston, who's awful. And now here we are on December 18th, and they officially control their own destiny. Winners of four of their last five. Well, I tell you, they they should go into every game the rest of the way with a lot of confidence that they can win at any time. And that's, you know, uh, there's nobody that thought we were going to beat uh, the Ravens. There was nobody that thought we were going to beat the Titans, and there was nobody that thought we were going to beat the Cowboys for sure today. So, you know, this team has a lot of confidence. They chip away at you. You know, you watch the way they play. You know, all of us, you know, they hit a crossing route. They run the ball. They throw one for a first down. They chip at you. And and that's what you have to do, especially when you get behind. And they have a way of believing that they're going to get it done with this quarterback. 641-1010 is the phone number. Quickly, Leon, Trayvon Walker did not play today, and the Jaguars were able to overcome that. And, you know, we ripped these guys for lack of pass rush. But to be fair, we got to give them credit, too. Arden Key was a factor today. He was. Dewan Smoot, Josh Allen was a factor today. They affected Dak Prescott. No, absolutely. I mean, they 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 – I was a little concerned about staying in there wrestling. There was a couple of times where he broke out and made some critical plays. But the most part, they, they, they twist game. They beat the, game, they beat the guys one-on-one. Arden Keys, uh, he, had two, he had a sack and a half in the game. 
and um, Josh Allen, he had a sack in the game. Um, they brought a lot of missed pressure. But more than that, those guys, the push in the middle, the push in the middle was good. And you got two formidable guys there. I mean, you got Zach Bard that guard. And a couple of times he was getting pushed back, allowing those guys to turn the corner and make those sacks. So I think for the most part, they, they, they did an adequate job of getting pressure on Dak Prescott. We talk about this guy every week, Coach. Oluwakin is a stud. He's a beast. Whatever you want to call him, that guy is all over the field. You know, Trent Baalke gets a lot of grief, whether it's warranted or not. But one of the check marks in his column is bringing Foye Oluwakin into this organization. Yeah, he's a good football player. He's smart. Uh, he can run. You know, he kind of gets everybody lined up, which actually hurt him a little bit at times because he was having to kind of orchestrate uh, Lloyd a little bit, you know, about being in the right spot. So, you know, he is uh, he's a consummate professional, it looks like to me, and he's around the football all the time. It's quite festive out here at Perfect Rack Billiards, as you can tell. I can't imagine what the scene will be like here on Thursday night for the Jaguars and the Jets. Now, a reminder, we're not doing the fifth quarter at 2 a.m., I don't think, Leon, you want to do the fifth quarter from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. Friday morning. I'm going to assume that, correct? You're right. All right, that's what I figured. So we're actually in for Hicken and Prosser. So a special fifth quarter on Friday morning from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. reviewing what now is an enormous game in East Rutherford, New Jersey, on Thursday night between the Jaguars and the New York Jets. To the phone lines we go at 641-1010. Let's go to my neck of the woods, to Mandarin. Let's get Rusty in here on 1010XL. Rusty, go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? Duval. Oh, yeah, Rusty. Oh, God. I'd like to shout out to my brother, Todd. He's been, been a long time season ticker holder. He's in rehab right now at Brooks. He had a brain trauma. He wanted to be there so bad. What a game, man. Rusty, yeah, man, I appreciate the phone call. Boy, you can tell it means a lot to him. Yes. His brother being a longtime Jaguar fan. Hopefully everything, Rusty, works out for you and your family. And, uh, Leon, we've talked about that core 45, 50,000, man, that have been here through whatever that was Mike Malarkey's year and then whatever that was in Gus Bradley's four years. And we remember what this city was like in 2017 when they made that run, yeah. right? And then you think it's built you got all these young defensive guys. Man, we're going to be rolling. And then it just shattered and crushed after one year. All those guys are gone. Ramsey and Gakwe, they all got mad for various reasons, and they left. And then we have been the laughing stock of the NFL in 18, in 19, in 20, in 21. But Frank Gore got that first down. And because Frank Gore got that first down, I wish the Jets game was here in Jacksonville on Thursday because we would make Frank Gore an honorary captain. <laughs> He should do the Duval chant next home game. Frank Gore needs a key to the city because Frank Gore is the reason that we have Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted this out after we won the game. We won the game in such spectacular form that, you know, I was a bit emotional when I tweeted out, but I tweeted out, you are witnessing the rebirth of Jacksonville Jaguar football. And I mean that. I mean, that they, they, Coach had talked about this earlier. With Trevor Lawrence at the helm, with the way he's playing, He's going to keep us in a lot of games, and we're going to win a lot of games. And if this team is going to scratch and bite and fight the way they've been for the last couple of weeks, those are kind of, Doug Peterson has definitely got a handle on this team 
where this team, outside of the Detroit game, is going to keep themselves and give themselves opportunities to play and perform the way they did today. Watching that, the fans at the stadium at the end of the game, nobody wanted to leave. And I turned to John Shipley and I said, John, this city just was reborn tonight. That's what this mm-hmm. game could mean for this for this franchise and the city of Jacksonville. And you combine the win today with the Titans' loss, and now here we are, three games to go, and the Jacksonville Jaguars control their destiny. And also, you know, I've been in, you know, I was in the NFL for a lot of years. You don't want to go into the last part of your season hoping somebody else is going to help you mm-hmm. or somebody else is going to hurt you. Control your own destiny. If, if it works out great, you know, we're hopeful that's what's going to happen. But it's better to be in that situation than it is to be waiting for somebody else to do it. And, well, work. and Leon, you talked about this. And, I, and don't make plans yet. Don't change your schedule yet. There is a real chance that Titan-Jaguar game gets flexed to Sunday night in Week 18, and that is the AFC South championship game here in Jacksonville, Florida. There's actually not a lot that needs to happen now for that game to be for the division championship. Prime time. Why not? Prime time. This city deserves it. It's been a long time coming. They should Listen, if this game comes down to winner takes all, winner go home, they should absolutely be flexed to a Sunday night game. The ironic thing is you look at the last three games for the Jaguars at the Jets, at the Texans, home Titans. For the Titans, they're home against Houston, home against Dallas, and then at Jacksonville. So the Texans are going to have a big factor in what happens, and now we need Dallas to get recharged (laughs) to try to want to get a higher wild card seed because you need Dallas to go to Nashville a week from Thursday and mm-hmm. beat Tennessee. Yeah. They'll have a tough time with Dallas. But we'll have a tough time with uh, We might have a tough games. time with the Jets. Every game is, is tough. Yeah. That's the way it is. 641-1010 is the phone number. Let's go out to the beaches. Let's get Will in here on 1010XL. Will, go ahead. Well, you know, good day in Duval, right? Huge win. The Jags never make it easy. Uh... I'm still kind of confused as to what Trey Herndon does on a football field. But one thing I thought was different was just all the offensive weapons we brought in this season. You know, either of the Joneses or Christian Kirk, it feels like at any moment they can make a play. And I feel like that's something the Jags have been lacking for a long time, and it's great to feel that now. Will, thank you for the phone call. Coach, you want to take the uh, Trey Herndon comment? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, you, you get a couple injuries or whatever, and And all of a sudden, other guys have got to step up. And, you know, Trey Herndon, I like Trey Herndon from the standpoint that I think he plays hard. But, you know, you put him against. I was a little surprised how much he played uh, man-to-man against uh, Mm -hmm. C.D. Lamb because he can't handle C.D. Lamb. No doubt about it. You know, his weakness is he doesn't have great speed. Now, will he attack, you know, the run and do some things there? Yes. But uh, that is an issue. There's no question about it. Six four one ten ten is the phone number. Let's get the Trey in here on ten ten XL. Trey, what do you got? I know you're the president of the Andrew Wingard Fan Club. I'm the VP. I already told him myself, Coach. Thank you for the insight last week. I know you said us plus three and a half was a lock, but we we ended up just taking the whole thing. Leon, I saw a lot of your jerseys today. 
Uh, it was a tough fought game. Cowboys fans are super disrespectful, but uh, we ended up sending them home real quiet. So I just want to give a big doozle. Let's go, baby. Trey, appreciate it. Leon, you probably put up with a lot of guff from some of your former NFL brethren around the league because you are associated with the Jaguars, even though you were a darn good Pittsburgh Steeler. Yeah, you but, have no idea, but go ahead. Yeah, but, I, but it is weird, though, that you're, you're the Jaguar guy instead yeah. of the Steeler guy. You were good for both teams. But regardless, as a former player, now that it appears like that corner has been turned, mm. what is it like for you tonight? I mean, listen, uh, if, if, I, I want this team, this organization, these players – to get a feel for what Duval is like when you're winning. And when I was here in Jacksonville from 96 to 2000, that's all we did. We won football games. And if you win in this town, because don't play. See, I, I think what made us different is that we, we, it wasn't like we were going to work. We, we were going to represent what this city meant to us when we played. The Jimmys, the Keenans, the Baselli's, myself, the Freds, all that kind of stuff. We, we knew what the city meant to us, and that's the reason why we showcased our talent every time we played on Sunday. And if you show this team, if you show this city love in the ways of winning football games, it's going to show you love back. And I just want these guys over there to understand that. You win in this town, you, you get the key to this town. There's no doubt. I remember what those times were like. I was in high school back then, 2017. And you know what, Coach? You were here 2005, 2007. I don't know if it necessarily had the same feel as the late 90s, but even 05 and 07, this city was on fire. Yeah, and, and, and there's a reason I'm here, because this is a great city. You know, I had an opportunity to go back to Dallas and, and, and be involved with a lot of stuff. You know, obviously, having been there for 18 years, you talk about the key to the city, I'd have, I'd have been able to do a lot more than I could do around here. This is where I wanted to be because of the city and about, mm -hmm. you know, how the fans were when I was here. That's what I remember. That's why some of the stuff that's gone on when I've been asked, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't have the same angst that a lot of the fans do. You know, I talk about patience and all mm -hmm. that. Well, the fans don't want patience because they've been getting their butt kicked. Yep. We, I really didn't get my butt kicked here. So... This is a great place to be. I, I turned to Shipley, like I said, and I said, this city deserved this game today. And I, have, I believe just like Leon, the same way. It is the window world of Northeast Florida fifth quarter. We are brought to you by Eastern Roofing Company and Dr. George Barry and Barry Orthopedics Live. Perfect Rack Billiards in Murray Hill on Edgewood. Here with you for about another 25 minutes or so. Tennessee loses. The Jaguars win three games to go. The Jacksonville Jaguars now control their own destiny for an AFC South championship. More to do on the fifth quarter here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Minutes on the clock. The window world of Northeast Florida fifth quarter. Live from Perfect Rack Billiards in Murray Hill. Presented by Eastern Roofing Company and Dr. George Barry and Barry Orthopedics on 1010XL. He dropped the throw. Looking, looking, fires middle of the field, and that ball is picked off. It is picked off by Rayshon Jenkins. He's running it back along the right sideline. That is going to be a touchdown. That is going to be a touchdown. The Jags are going to win it on a Rayshon Jenkins pick six. Are you kidding me? How good is that? 
Frank Frangie on the call, Jaguars Radio, the game winner, pick six in overtime as the Jaguars defeat the Dallas Cowboys today, 40-34. to Every week on the fifth quarter, we give you a play of the game. That play of the game is brought to you by our friends at Performance Painting. Denmark, let's do it now. The Performance Painting play of the game. Now the Performance Painting high performance play of the game. Performance Painting, prepare, protect, preserve. Leon, take us inside the locker room on the sideline. Rayshon Jenkins running down the sideline. What is the reaction as a player at that point? Oh, it's a celebration, bro. It's an absolute celebration. Not only in the locker room, on the sidelines. You can see the guys oh. on the sideline jumping up and down halfway on the field when he scored that touchdown. Listen, there's nothing more exhilarating than some, the end the game like that with a pick six uh, with the Jaguars did today. You know, I hate to even bring this up because I don't know if they're there yet. And I'm not going to use the term team of destiny or anything like that. But let's think about the last month. Detroit, I don't know what happened in Detroit. We'll flush that one. You're down 27-20. You have a fourth and five against the Baltimore Ravens. You convert that, drive down the field, and score. You go into Nashville. You haven't won there in nine years. You go in there, you just beat the crap out of the Titans last week. And now today you're down 27-10 to Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, C.D. Lamb, and the Dallas Cowboys, and you come back to win that game. Football is somewhat mental as well, as you guys can attest to. Is there something to be said for this team starting to believe no matter what the situation, they're going to find a way to win? Well, my answer to you was going to be belief. Belief in everything that's going on. Belief in your teammate. Belief, trust in, in uh, guys that are going to try, do their job when, it, when the game's on the line. Belief that the coaches are going to make calls. You know the one drive that they had where they handed the ball twice to uh, uh, Agnew on the on the wide sweep mm-hmm. and the jet sweeps, and then through a screen, you know that that shows the the players that the coaching staff is on top of things and uh, how they've adjusted it in the second half on defense in a number of different occasions. Uh, listening to a couple of guys on the post game uh, radio uh, interviews talking about Caldwell, how much they love him, and he. Uh, you know, he believes in his system, and he's doing what he, whatever he can to get us in the right spots. So belief is the answer. There's no question about it. Yeah, and the team is trending. They're trending at the right time of the season. They're playing their best football going and moving forward. We don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or not. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But I can tell you this right now, the way they've been playing in late November and early December, if they continue down this path, if they do get in the playoffs, dare I say they, no one wants to play. They're a team you're not going to want to see. Absolutely. Yeah. And if, if they win the division, and again, yeah, we're a yeah. long way away from that, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to keep pointing this out. They control their destiny. Yeah. If they win their next three games, the Jacksonville Jaguars are champions of the AFC South and will have a home playoff game. Someone's going to have to come here. Now, it's likely going to be the wild card team between Cincinnati and Baltimore, you know, and, and you'll have to deal with that situation. Right now it would be Baltimore, I guess, because you get the highest wild card. But even so, what, what, a, what an accomplishment that would be if, if we get to that when, point. When, when. When. That's right. When, when we get, we to, get that to that point. point. Believe me, give me that. Give me that opportunity. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. 641-1010 is the phone number. 
Final segment of calls here. We got about 15 minutes to go here on the fifth quarter. Let's go to the state of Alabama. Let's get Albert in here on 1010XL. Albert, go ahead. Hey, thank you guys for taking my call. Mr. Cersei, man, been watching you since 95. It's an honor as always, sir. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say we are going to make the playoff, and I highly doubt it that it's going to be a Week 17 win all for the AFC South. The Titans are just playing like crap. I think the Cowboys are going to beat them, but I hope it is because even though it's been 22, 23 years, I'm never going to forget 1999 and that whole stupid Music City miracle crap. I We would have beat the crap out of the Bills, and we would have... Kurt Warner would have been a nobody because he would we would have whooped them too in the Super Bowl. Anyways, we're gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna win two playoff games and we're gonna win the AFC. And I know we're gonna make it to the Super Bowl. Thank you guys. All right, all right. Albert's going to the Super Bowl. Well, that would be something. I don't know, man. We gotta no. get our plane tickets well, ready Albert, for that. Albert, I tend to agree with uh, your assessment of '99 and win the Super Bowl. We would have beat the crap out of the Rams. <laughs> Well, no, actually, I, I do agree with that. Um, yeah. and by the way, Bert Emanuel caught that ball in the NFC Championship game in 99. The Bucks got robbed yeah, they did. in that game. It could have been a whole different situation if uh, the Music City Miracle wouldn't happen happened, if the refs would have gotten the Bert Emanuel call right. Let's go out to the beach. Let's get Jeremy in here on the fifth quarter. Jeremy, go ahead. <laughs> yes, sir. Is that all you got, Jeremy? <laughs> that's it. I guess that's it. He's uh, one and done. He, hey. he said his piece, and he's out of here. Hey, that's that's the excitement tonight, Coach, in this city. Absolutely. I, I, I'm really excited for everybody. I'm excited for the fans. I'm excited for the coaching staff, for the players. Uh, it was it was That was a great, great finish today. Let's go to the west side. Let's get Elvis in here on the fifth quarter. Elvis, go ahead. Hey, how's it going, guys? We're good, man. Hey, What's on your uh, mind? by the way, oh uh, well, I'm just curious. Who tipped that ball up for the play of the game at the end? I think it was the Cowboy what? receiver. Was it Neil Brown? Who? No, just def- I think it was Trey Herndon that was defending that. Yeah, okay, I'm just I'd saying, have to go back and you look. know. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, uh, I think uh, Trey Herndon's getting a bad rap. He's made it through three coaches. You know, not everybody could be a superstar. But anyway, with that said, I just want to say that, you know, we got excited those first, uh, you know, those games two and three. And we saw that they, if they could be consistent in doing what they were doing then, that this team would be great. And now it seems to be picking up again. And that's it. it and it was a letdown in between. But this this team's going through growing pains. But, man, you see the excitement. You see, the, oh, my gosh. And I will say to that one caller, it was, uh, it might have been 60-40. <laughs> it was uh, a lot of fans, a lot of Cowboy fans. But well, we appreciate the phone call. <laughs> well, your, your, your fans are going to bad rap, Coach. I'm assuming they're not as bad as uh, maybe they portrayed today in the stands. Well, they I'm sure they were bad because they didn't expect they didn't expect to lose this game today. I can tell you that right now. When I came over, there were a lot of fans out in the uh, parking lots, 
And, uh, you know, they were talking Super Bowl, so uh, they didn't expect to lose today. Well, Jan, you know all the offseason, what you and I talked many times. My needs were small, right? Get in the hunt. Get on the graphic. NBC Sunday Night Football in America just did the AFC playoff picture, and they spent a legitimate 90 seconds on the AFC South and all the scenarios. And there's the Jaguar logo right there at 6-8. and eight controlling their own destiny with three weeks to go. Well, this is your wish, Hack. This is your... It's all I wanted. Uh, Season's a success from this point <laughs> Absolutely. Forward. No, 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 no. Not yet. No, we still not. got work wow. to do. We got work to do. Well, I guess <laughs> expectations change. If you would have told me we're on the graphic December 18th on Labor Day, yeah. I would have signed on the dotted line, not mattering what happens at, towards the end. But I agree. Now that you control their own destiny, I think expectations will change. We've already seen this, though, this year. Expectations changed after the win over the Colts and the win over the Chargers. They lost five in a row. Did they learn from that mistake, I guess, is the thing we're going to have to find out. I absolutely hope so. Um, Right now, they're they're in playoff mode. I mean, they're – now, I don't like the fact that they start slow. And the one thing you can't do when you get into the month of November, December, and January, you can't start slow. The the better teams, you can't give them a 14-point head start and think you're going to always come back. Now, granted, you know, that's like, that's like, that's like racing somebody in the, in, the, in the 100 meters and giving them 10 meters to start. You can't do that. They got to do a better job of that. I mean, as much as we want to celebrate how well they came back and won the game today, there's still some things that I'm still concerned about, about that they need to make corrections on. Starting slow, giving teams leads, all that kind of stuff. So uh, they still got some work on I'm sure the coaching staff is going to let them celebrate it. They're going to watch the film, and they're going to break things down, and the turnover is going to be quick. They're going to have a quick turnover. They probably don't get no pass today. And anybody that's hurt, they want them to get healed to see if they have the opportunity to play. But, yeah, they, 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 down the stretch, you, you can't allow good teams to have um, breakouts like the Cowboy have, and they have to chase chasing points to come back. Final calls of the night, Travis in St. Augustine. You're in under the gun. Travis, what's going on? Yes, sir. First off, I want to say, hey, I think Leon Searcy said it back in like 1997. How about them Jags? <laughs> how about them Jags? Hey, how about them Jags, baby? I, I want to give two game balls. One to Trevor Lawrence. He come back after that fumble and turn the game around. And then two, Evan Ingram for getting him out of bounds, making that play to get out of bounds to save that timeout. And I'll take my call off there. Appreciate Travis, it. appreciate it. So many things had to go right, from Ingram getting out of bounds to getting that ball to Zay Jones to get more yardage to Riley Patterson hitting a 48-yarder to the defense before that, forcing a three and out, and then doing what they did in overtime. I mean, I just, bam, bam, bam. Everything had to go right, Coach, and it did. Yeah, but that's the NFL. I mean, you just saw it with the, uh, with the Tennessee Titans. You know, the Titans t- tie it up. 48 seconds left. All it takes is one throw from Herbert. He makes a great throw and a great catch by uh, mm-hmm. 81. And, and there it is. Mm-hmm. And you kick the field goal and win the game. All right, we'll come back. We'll put a wrap on what has been a very eventful fifth quarter out here at Perfect Rack Billiards on Edgewood and Murray Hill. The Jaguars and the Jets in four days. How is Jacksonville going to come down from this high and get ready for what is an enormous game up in East Rutherford, New Jersey, in about 96 hours. 
Final segment, fifth quarter, 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Bringing you an extra quarter of football. The Window World of Northeast Florida, fifth quarter. Live from Perfect Rack Billiards in Murray Hill. Presented by Eastern Roofing Company and Dr. George Bari and Bari Orthopedics on 1010XL. With head coach Dave Campo and the Pro Bowler, Leon Searcy, the hacker Ryan Green with you. Final segment of the fifth quarter. All right. Thursday, we'll begin with Leon Searcy. How do you get yourself mentally prepared as a player to come down off this high tomorrow morning and focus again on what is a gigantic game on Thursday for the Jaguars? Um, first and foremost, get some rest. All right? That, that, that's the first thing. Get some rest. Come off that emotional high. You got a lot of adrenaline. It was a big comeback victory. It was an overtime, pick six, touchdown win game. Enjoy it while you can. Uh <laughs> Hug the family, kiss the babies, and, and then when you wake up in the morning, it's time to get back to work. Watch the film, break down the film, get in the ice tub, cold tub, whatever you need to do to rehabilitate your body and your mind, your spirit, and get ready, get ready to play some uh, New York Jets come Thursday. Coach, are Doug Peterson and the coaching staff watching the Jets film tonight, or will they at least wait till tomorrow morning? You know, that's uh, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I, you know, back in the day when we had those kind of games, we, we were already uh, looking at the game tonight and, and then right away tomorrow, that's your game plan. And you're really not focusing too much on this game that you just played. What, that, what we would do is we would kind of make a highlight tape of the bad and the good. And that's all we would show. We wouldn't mm. show the entire game. We would say, hey, look, here's the things that we really did well. Here's the, we got to continue. Here's the things that we did poorly. We still got to clean these things up and uh, and then go on. You know, it's time. You don't have much time to get ready for the next one. What a win. What Thanks. a night in the city. As we begin to wrap up, about you know, two minutes to go here, Leon Searcy, just put into perspective what this win well, means. Well, you know, it, it was interesting what Coach said. You also, you, you want this kind of turnover because you got a young team. You want to see how they react to the, this kind of, not adversity, but just they've never been in a situation of, of importance like this before. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this young team reacts to that. The quick turnover, the must-win games, the you control your own destiny, all those things factor in. You want to see how they respond to it because they respond well to it. You're in this thing. You've got an opportunity to go into the playoffs. So that's what you, if you're a coaching staff, if you're a veteran guy, you want to see how the young talent here responds to the quick turnover and how that's going to, how that's going to uh, uh, determine – uh, who wins the game on Thursday? Dave Campo, you and I will have coaching with Campo tomorrow night. Cannot wait for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to looking at the tape. And we'll go from there. Let's always love for the Jets. Always love the head coach, Dave Campo. Leon, have a great week. Happy early birthday to you. Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. the big fellow will be 53. And where else would you rather be than on Hacker After Dark Wednesday night? How nowhere that? else. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. All right, appreciate it. For Leon Searcy, for you. Dave Campo, Andrew Gibson was our on-site engineer. Dylan Denmark was your producer. This has been the Window World of Northeast Florida, fifth quarter. We've been brought to you by Eastern Roofing Company and Dr. George Barry and Barry Orthopedics. Thank you to Perfect Rack Billiards on Edgewood and Murray Hill. The Jaguars 40. The Dallas Cowboys 34. 16 hours of local programming begins tomorrow morning with Jeff Prosser at 6 a.m. I'll talk to you on Hacker After Dark tomorrow night. 
at 8 o'clock. Until then, good night, Jacksonville.